Hi. Welcome back to Two Gays on a Digimon podcast. Yeah, episodes three, uh, 13 through 15. Yep, we're covering, today we're covering episodes 13 through 15 of Digimon Adventure Zero Two. And uh, update, we liked these episodes better than the last ones. You liked these episodes better than the last I liked some of them I better than that some overall, of the last ones. Overall, they were better than the other ones. I am, I'm more excited to talk about this grouping than the last grouping. That is correct. Yeah. So our first episode today is episode 13, His Master's Voice slash The Call of Dagomon. This episode, pretty weird. So we got a Cody previously on. We did, which I like, because Cody is, uh, I've decided at this point Cody is my favorite of the new characters. But I saw something in the previously on that I did not see in the episode that we watched. So they talked about last episode, which was with Starmon and Deputy Mon in, in the showdown at the Digi Corral or whatever. And it showed the scene where da- where Starmon figures out that Yoli and Sora and their Digimon were busted out by Deputy Mon. And it, he gets like all mad and then it shows like a health bar. Oh yeah! I don't remember that from the I episode. E- I didn't even like consciously recognize that until you just said it. Yeah, it looks like because it looks like he's going like superpower. Like yeah, he's going Super Saiyan Kamehameha. Yeah, right. So that that's kind of weird. That's that's the Dragon Ball. Yeah, Kamehameha. Yeah, it's also just like a Hawaiian name. Oh okay. So this episode we start off at the school. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's... oh actually before we even get into the episode, I just wanted to say that I noticed about the theme song for the first time. What the part that goes like dit dit dit. Digimon, like those letters, like the DIs pop up on the screen. I never realized that before. Oh yeah, they like pop up on the screen during the theme song, and then, pop but then the the, the rest of the lyrics don't. The, like the song. Digimon Digital Monsters, Digimon are the champions. That doesn't yeah. pop up on the screen, but like the intro part does. And I was like, oh, so took me, you know, and th- maybe I did that in season one as well. So it only took me, you know, seventy episodes to notice, probably. So we start off at the school and. TK and Kari are walking to class, and Kari seems distracted. Yes. We also hear some announcements over the PA system, which are very camp. Yeah, running gag throughout the episode. But uh, I have I have feelings about those in this episode. So then Padamon and Gatamon are in a tree. They are. They're just hanging out. Talking about um, the kids, and Gatamon says that something's wrong with Kari, but she hasn't figured out what. Well, she says Kari's been having bad dreams, specifically. Yeah, like, but waking she's up not, all sweaty. She's not sure what's going on. Yeah. Kari won't tell her. And then we don't really see those dreams either. Uh, well, we'll get there. So then Davis barges in on them into into TK and Kari's walking, and then they all, like, run off to class and mm-hmm. whatnot. And then um, they're learning math, and TK roasts math. What is he saying? TK is, he... is like, math is so boring. But then he notices that something's wrong with Kari. She's, like, fading in and out of reality. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to, like, Kari's perspective, and she's, like, getting, like, everything's getting foggy around her. Mm-hmm. And then she gets scared, and she calls people out, she calls out for TK, Gatamon, Tai, then also Yoli. Well, which seems I think random. Just, I think it's supposed to illustrate that her and Yoli have become close friends. Okay. And she does not call out for Davis. No, she does not. <laughs> she but... knows that Davis could not help her in this situation. No. Then she passes out and like random girl behind her catches her. Yeah. Well, and then I think this this epi- this part of the episode is supposed to illustrate that like a lot of people really like Kari. Yeah. I'm not one of them. Oh. That's okay. Oh. So Kari's dreams. We see her getting called into like a dark, mysterious, foggy ocean type area. What do you think that means? What do you think they mean? Her dreams. Well, I mean, we see it later. In- but do we? We uh, This episode, 
leads to some questions. This also leads to some questions. One thing I wanted to say before is like when she passes out. I don't. I don't know if the dreams mean anything specifically. Mm. I like. I. I think they're foreshadowing what the event, future events of the episode. And I think that's as deep as it goes. Um, because she's not actually really seeing a dream. She's like being pulled into like the rest of the plot. Um, but she passes. She like passes out. She like falls out of her desk sideways. A random girl catches her. Is like, oh my god, Kari! And then useless. I wrote. I wrote the specific words. Useless man teacher. Are you okay, Kari? Would you like to go to the nurse's office? Okay, a wrote, child just passed out in your classroom. I wrote in, well, she doesn't, like, pass out. She doesn't, like, fall. Like, She's falling out and a girl's holding her head. No, she, like, she, like, like wobbles in her desk. And then a girl, like, gets up and kind of, like, ca- like catches her. But it's holding her, like, by the shoulders. Not, like, by the, it's because of the art style. It looks like it's by the, their head. Yeah, but, it's, but I, she's, like... I was wondering, because, one... I think T.K. Davis and Kari are supposed to be of the age where, like, Kari may be getting, like, her first period. Oh. Or something like that. I think that that's what this episode has to do with. I think this episode has a lot of, like, Kari's womanhood. So, not necessarily, like, her, like, like her menstruation. <laughs> this is very awkward for two people who do not experience this to talk about. But I, um, I am comfortable with the subject. Uh, do you... I had more to say. What I thought was weird about this useless man teacher was that she did just kind of like she doesn't seem like she can like it would be safe to let her go somewhere by herself. Yeah. So he sends nobody with her. Yeah. I would be like you random girl who just caught Kari walk her to the nurse's or office. TK. Or TK. Yeah. Or even Davis. Like, yeah. Or, or get Ty in there and be like your sister's... Ty goes to a different school. Oh, okay. That's the reason I'm okay. not Ty. Um, about, I like your interpretation. My question for you then is, do you think it's possible that it was maybe... It, there's nothing in the animation that makes it very explicit. So I would say it's probably not explicitly about that in any case. But do you think it's possible that maybe they were hinting at that sort of angle in the in the um, in the original Japanese and then the American audience they were like this is no too idea. this is too adult for an American audience I have audience. no idea because honestly this dark ocean like I'm not saying anything spoilery it might come back in this I mean, season they, but it also like it is not explained very well they heavily foreshadow and, and I think it is not explained very well in the sub either like I, I don't think it's yeah, it just kind of happens. This is what I know. This is where I, I know a lot of people kind of fall off with Zero Two's storytelling is that it's not. This is a big plot point, and because we're clearly coming to the end of the Digimon Emperor arc. I mean, are we? Well, clearly they keep hinting at uh, Ken's master plan, which we will get to at the end of this time, this recording. Um, but we also like so obviously they have to start setting up what happens after Ken. I, I think that they were planning on having this be what happens after Ken. I will tell you right away, it is not what happens after Ken. We do not ever see this dark ocean like this again. Yeah. Well, so they set up this whole episode with this dark ocean. And obviously the Japanese title, The Call of Dagomon, is referring to The Call of Cthulhu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very, like, Lovecraftian, which I think... I definitely think Digimon designs take some inspiration from, like, Lovecraftian horror. hmm Which is neat. Um, is Dagomon Scubamon in Japanese? No, Dagomon is the giant monster that we see at the end. Oh, okay. So, 
While Kari is walking to the nurse, she is being, like, freaked out. Like, there's a, definitely a dark presence following her. Yeah, and, like, the the world around her fades, and it mm-hmm. fades into this, like, weird gray... Grayish. Nothingness. Wet. Like, it's the... It's, she's going back into the... getting sucked back into the ocean. Yeah. And she says something, like, to the effect of, Davis, you got me, I'm scared. And I was like, do you really, does she really think that Davis would try to do this to her? Does she think Davis is smart enough to try and do no, this to her? No, Davis loves her. Davis yeah. is, like, obsessed with her. Yeah. In, like, a, a way that is, like, a, a semi-appropriate for a teenage, for a young, a young boy to have a crush on a girl. Like, he would not try to hurt her like this. No. Jeez, I find, this is the Kari that I find kind of annoying. I like her when she is, like, proactive. And, like, present in the story and is not just, like, a damsel that has to be rescued. This feels very season one Kari to me. We also see a spooky Digimon-esque thing lurking behind a garbage can in the hallway. And she's, Kari is frightened by it. Yeah. Uh, and then we, then they're out of class. Yeah. And so TK goes to look for Kari. Do they get out of class? It's like, does the bell ring? Because I, I wrote in my notes, it's, it... I thought it was just like TK just decided to burst out of the classroom and run around yelling Kari's name. Maybe it's time for lunch. Maybe. But I don't see anyone else in the hallways. It's weird. Maybe it's time for like, well, it's also like, we don't care. Like, I think that this episode is set up for like, everything is supposed to be a little creepy. Yeah. Like, we do not see any really adults. Like, even the, even in the, um... In the classroom with the teacher, we don't really see any details of his face. Like, we don't really see him. He's not really a character. Yeah. TK talks to the nurse, and she seems nice. I really liked her. Yeah, she seemed nice. And that she... We also don't see her. There's no one really in the hallway. So, it's... I think it's supposed to be kind of creepy. Then TK finds Kari outside. We get another PA announcement about the Jelly Donuts being in the pool. <laughs> And then that there's it's that's followed up by some kids we see in the background. So I was like, oh look at them doing a bit with their own bit. Yeah. So yeah, TK finds Kari sitting outside on a yeah. bench. Yeah. Instead of she decided not to go to the nurse for some reason. Yeah, I think because she's you know forever damselified, but like she doesn't want to seem that way, so she is hesitant to like, seek help from other people. Yeah. Because if she had just told TK what was up from the beginning of this episode, they, they, a lot of stuff could have been avoided. Yeah, communication um, fixes most. So, this episode, I think, definitely fuels, like, the TK Kari shipping, if that wasn't already obvious. Yeah. Uh, TK says something like, I just, re- I just really care I about really you. I really care for you. So I'm, whatever yeah. I... I, I care way too much about you to let something bad happen to you. And she was like, what? Yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, gotta go! <laughs> uh. Very, like, 2007, like, like high school movie made uh. for, like, 12-year-olds. Don't peek the microphone. You make it harder for me to edit this. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. So, then we see, like, another... It cuts to Kari, and she's, like, leaving the school. So maybe the school day is over, or, like, maybe she's just decided to leave. And Gatoman sees Kari, like, fading into, in and out of existence, and then Kari just disappears. Yeah, and her bag, like, falls and hits the ground. You would think that being transported to another dimension would not be that shocking to them. (laughs) Yeah. Considering they go in and out of the digital world, like, every day. They're fighting in the computer lab because they think that Kari went to the digital world. But we don't even know that yet. Like... Oh. TK doesn't even know that she's gone. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, uh, welcome to the Dark Ocean. Yeah. Woo-hoo! 
Dark Ocean. Dark Ocean. Ladies and gentlemen, Dark Ocean. And Kari kind of was walking on the beach, and she's making a lot of sassy comments, which um, I think that... I think... Okay, I'm going to talk about this now. I really appreciate the Digimon English dub sense of humor. I think it is most of the time very funny and appropriate. I think we could have done without half of the dub jokes in this episode. Yeah, it's like, it's it's a. I think it's their attempt to break up the like eerie tone, but it just comes off as like. I weird. think that there's no reason to break up the eerie tone because I think that yes, this is a a kids show, but I think that less of it being a kids show, it's more about being a show about kids. Like this episode, very Stranger Things. Yeah, it's very Stranger Things. It is. I think Digimon actually has a lot in common with Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Um. More like the classic Digimon, I think the more modern Digimon stories have less in common uh, in terms of, like, it being, like, a, a story where we don't really understand technology. Like, the, the newer seasons, we understand more about technology, but we have a more horror theme, so... Yeah. It still connects in that way. But, anyway, uh, we see that there is a lighthouse that casts a shadow. Like, it's casting a dark light. So, this is a spooky place. Yeah. Ooky spooky. So... Now we know that Kari is missing. Like uh-huh. Kari is not in the computer lab with everybody else. There where are. Davis is, where Davis is roasting Yoli and Cody for being helpful nerds. Yeah, he's like, "Guy, I wish I was ready playing soccer practice. Let's go outside where it doesn't smell like sweat socks." And Mostly, I'm like, well, no, Vima, uh, Demi Vimon says it smells like old sweat socks in there. Oh yeah, Ste- um, whatever. They're both being rude. But Yoli once again exhibiting why she should have the crest of knowledge. She's the one programming their D3s for, like, real-time communication. Yeah. And so they're, like, looking for Kari, but they cannot find Kari's signal anywhere in the digital world. Yeah. And then Gachaman comes in to tell them that she she's not in the digital world, and she went somewhere else, and Gachaman knows this because she saw Kari disappear. Mm-hmm. And then TK is very guilty over not having stayed with Kari, and he very, like... Yeah, he, he feels goes, bad about it. He goes, I let her down. Uh, it's yeah. very weird. The voice Sometimes TK's voice acting is a bit weird. Yeah. Between this and the, like, leave them be! Let them be! Let them be! It's, it's kind of, like, um, overdramatic sometimes. But there's other times where he's, like, a whole man. And I'm like, oh, TK, where did this voice come from? Maybe that's what he, maybe that's what the voice actor was going for. Maybe. Maybe he was going for, like, um, a pubescent boy. Yeah. Uh, so Davis and TK argue over how to help Kari, and Cody is like, shut up. Yeah, I was like, hell yeah, Cody. He was like, I was like, tell, tell, this, those, tell those fuckers. This, Cody's like, this fighting literally does nothing to help us. Yeah, because Davis is saying they should just go in and look for her, even though they can't find her on the thing. And even Cody's though, like, that's so stupid. Even though they know, like, she's not in there. Like, Gatchaman was like, she, uh, she's not in there. Because Davis is what? Stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's not a good look from a boy. Yeah. So... So I wrote that TK feels very guilty, and he goes to the beach to look for Kari. Yeah, and then at one point when they're on the beach, a newscopter passes over them, and they go, Oh, a newscopter! I wonder if there's another high-speed chase. Padamon says that, and that to me is, a, we did not need that. They could have just cut that whole thing. Yeah. the I was like, oh, maybe like the helicopter like also shows up in the dark ocean. Yeah. No. It's I, just, it just I flies over. I want to say that... Um, TK feels very guilty. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I... 
2K Feeling Guilty ties into my thoughts overall with the episode, um, which I think, like, the main takeaway from this episode is that TK is replacing Ty as Kari's, like, protector. Because there are several times in this episode where Kari yells for, she yells for Ty, yells for Ty's help, like, I need Ty and Agumon or whatever, and Ty is not in this episode at all. But TK is, and TK is the one looking for her. So, for better or for worse, I think this episode is trying to set up TK as replacing Ty's role in that sense. Do you think that that could apply to what I said before about, like, Kari's womanhood, where, like, she's being passed on from having to be protected from by her older brother yeah. to being protected by, like, a somewhat boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's what I thought, too. Um, and I also think Gachaman ships TK and Kari because she says something on the beach when they're running, and then she tells TK that he's a lover, not a fighter. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's a good so, point. Uh, but Gashiman, That's a good point. Unlike oh, the point then, of the newscopter, which had no point at all. TK and Padaman are, like, yelling for Kari's name. And TK is, like, really worried about Kari. And Gachaman tells TK that he needs to lighten up. Because Kari, she's a pretty tough kitten. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, that's this, right. This ki- this kitty's got claws. That's right. This, this, this pussy grabs back. No. Uh, so, in the dark... Well, we hope you enjoy your podcast, everyone. We're ending it forever. And uh, tune in next time where I have a different co-host. So, in the dark ocean area, we see that Kari comes across a spooky tunnel, which is a very Digimon survive. If you know, you know. And in the spooky tunnel, she finds some of those creepy Digimon again. And she tells them to stay away because she plays a lot of soccer. So she knows how to kick. So Kari plays soccer too? We've never seen Kari play soccer. Yeah, you think she would not want to play soccer considering it almost killed her when she was a child. Like but a also, baby. like, I don't know. I like the idea of, like, the Digi Destined having different interests. To me, it, it's cool that, like, Ty and Sora in the first adventure explicitly say they played soccer together. Yeah. And, like, Davis plays soccer in this one. But, like, we don't... Like, I like that the other Digi Destined are not interested in that, but they're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> So we cut back to the human world mm-hmm. and uh, into the in the computer lab and Davis is still trying to get the Yoli and Cody to let him go into the digital world to look for Kari. Ugh, Davis. <laughs> it's not a good look for my, my main man, Davis. It's just yeah. D-money. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Uh, so then we, uh, Kari figures out that the these dark, these shadow creatures that are talking to her are called Scubamon. Yeah, and they actually summoned her here somehow to help them mm-hmm. after they got... They're spooky. They're spooky. They're they're just silhouettes with red eyes for, like, a well, while. Well, their silhouette is the same as Divermon, who's another Digimon, but Divermon has, like, other parts. Like, he has, like, a, like a flipper, and he has a... Uh, like a spear fishing gun and goggles. So I don't really know if they're supposed to be like Divermon or like a pre digivolved form of Divermon, but. Yeah, and they tell Kari that they were just under serving their undersea master and then they woke up and were in this cave. They don't know how long they've been in well, there. Well, they knew that the Digimon. They tell Kari that the Digimon Emperor came and put these dark spirals on them. Yeah. But they don't seem to be under anyone's control at all. They're freely talking to Kari. They're having a full conversation with her. It's very odd. Um, yeah. And then Airdramon comes and... Well, the cave that they're in is collapsing, so they all have to escape. 
But then Erdramon comes and is also attacking them on the beach. And they can't really do anything. And they say Erdramon's a, ser- a servant of the yeah, Digimon this, Emperor. Yeah, this season really hypes up Erdramon, which is really cool. I know, like... I know, like, Lost in Translation Mon, who's a big Digimon YouTube personality, really loves Erdramon. And I like Erdramon, too. I think Erdramon is shaped like a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season really hypes up Erdramon to be really strong. Erdramon is, like, it's like it's just, like, like Greymon with wings. Like, it's Seedramon with wings. <laughs> yeah. It's not that much stronger than the Digimon. It's kind of funny to me that it, they hype it up as being so powerful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh my god. Wait, review the salmon cat. I watched the five hour long video of the salmon cat review by Quentin Reviews, another great YouTuber you should check out. Me plugging other YouTubers who do not need my help. <laughs> True. I plugged it first. Um, it's really good. It's really, it's part of his series covering Nickelodeon uh, like teen or slash kids sitcoms. It's the Dan Schneider Cinematic Universe. And it's actually the Nickelodeon sitcom universe. Oh, okay. So, anyway, we see that now TK can see Kari's silhouette in the sky, like the Madonna, like, calling out to him. Yeah, they just yell her name. She just kind of shows up in, like, a portal. And she's like, she's like, TK, help me! And, like, and then he jumps and he just floats. It's, and then Gachamon's like, oh my god. Yeah. And then they have a crazy transportation sequence into the dark ocean where they are like in the like tubes of cyberspace, like in through the the Ethernet or whatever. And like in the Digimon movie, our war game, which we haven't watched, we're trying to figure out where to watch it, but we don't have to buy it. So like we see like specifically uh Gabumon, Padamon, and Agumon like fighting on the internet. And it's really cool. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Yeah. I had so now we see that TK Padamon and Gatamon have entered the dark ocean to help Kari. Mm-hmm. So Padamon armor Digivolves to Pegasusmon and helps fight Airdramon and everything. Uh, I have a question. Okay. Who has Kari's stuff? I don't know. Nobody. We, you know what? We could have cut that scene with the helicopter or the second scene of Davis being a dickhead to, like, see that, like... Someone Yo- grabbed her bag. Yo Lee had picked up her bag or something. Yeah. With her Digivice. Yeah. Or D3 or whatever. Or... Or... We could... Well, no, because Ken is in the... Is in the digital world. So, because I was like, or oh, wouldn't it be something if Ken picked up her her bag? Can't do that. In the in the reboot that we're, we'll we'll make, <laughs> we'll have Ken pick up the the bag. Um. So yeah, I have another note here, but the dub ep- jokes are like totally unnecessary and totally kill the mood. Yeah. Uh. So then the shadow lighthouse is revealed to be the control spire, which. Clever. He hit it. He actually hit it this time. Well, he hit it in the Starmon episode, too, where it was um, the water tower. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting more clever with these control spirals. Yeah. And with the um, spiral. The yeah. black spirals. So, because there was a control spire, Gatamon couldn't digivolve. And then also because Kari didn't have any of her stuff. Gatamon couldn't armor Digivolve. Yeah. 
I was, but once they destroy the spire, once they destroy the spire, she can regular digivolve into Anjouaman. Anjouaman. Um, I wrote Anjouaman. Hell yeah. I wrote Anjouaman. Fuck yeah. So I guess that means I love her more. Um, I did it on purpose because like she's an angel, but I wrote hell yeah. It was like a te- it was a bet. I was doing a bet. Oh. Cool. You just have to be really intelligent to understand the comedy. Okay, you know? Rick and Morty. Yeah. Jesus. So, Andromon appears, and she straight up kills Erdramon. Oh, yeah. Like, beam of light, he disintegrates. Boom. Over. Two yeah. seconds. Yeah. So, because... Faster than you can say lasagna. I don't know why lasagna. So, because... Hungry. They're... Um, because the control spire was destroyed and now everyone is free from the dark spirals, the Scoobamon change into a different form. Now they look more like frogmen from like Dungeons and Dragons. So I should have done more research before we did this to see if they look like some kind of eldritch monster. But uh, they are not who they say they are. No. And they want Kari to be their undersea queen to help fight their undersea master. Yeah. And then when she says no, they're like, fine, we'll just go work for him again, and then he's going to kick your ass. And I'm like, what? what is your MO here? What are you well, going for in the they, end? Cause, because Kari was able to, like, break them free from, like, with her, uh, with, like... Because Kari has the Crest of Light, she was able to, like, help them break free from the, uh, dark spirals. And then also, once the control spiral was destroyed, they were, the spirals were destroyed anyway. So, Kari is very powerful, which we've established before in the previous season when she was possessed by that one weird ghost, which later on is retconned to be homeostasis, a potential god of the digital world. So, they, this, I think, kind of completes the, uh, kind of things that she, like, Kari's journey into womanhood, like, because we have her in the beginning where she's the maiden or the damsel mm-hmm. that needs to be rescued and protected. And then we kind of move into this territory of the lover with TK. And now she, then the Scoobamon, or whatever they really are, want her to be their, the queen or their mother. or the mother. So okay. Okay, I follow. It's kind of interesting, I think. I don't think it's very done very well, but I think that might no. have been what they were trying to intend. Yeah, I think so. So... Uh, they all escape back to the real world, and TK and Kari have a conversation... Um, where Kari asked TK what he meant by when he said that uh, he really cared about her. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of fumbles through an explanation. And then she says, well, I really care about you too, TK. Aww. And I was like, mm. my heart. And then we got Jay-Z on the credits. The credits not song yet, is like a... Not yet. Oh, okay. Because the last shot of this episode... Uh, is da- oh, right, is yeah. Dagoman who is enormous yeah, rising like from the ocean. He's clearly supposed to be he's clearly based on Cthulhu. Yeah. And then the narrator says like who was this undersea master? What does he want with Kari? Will we ever return to the dark ocean? Find out next time on Digimon Digital Monsters. And then we never re- we never find out. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. 
There's we we revisit the dark ocean. We never see Diego Mon again. Then why was there all this? I'm telling you, I don't say I'm gonna edit. You're gonna peek my mic. I'm sorry, but the it, the, the yeah. people need to know how upset I am. We see what it. was this episode then? I think that they really were trying to do something with this episode, and then but re- then before, remember when we started this season, like people quit on the writing staff halfway through the season. Yeah, I think that everyone they, who had this storyline in mind yeah, is gone. I bet that they they quit and they didn't want to do anything with this anymore. <sighs> I like where this season ends. I think it's a little weird and it feels like it should end. With the dark ocean, but I don't know. So then we get the credits and we get um, the digi rap <laughs> from the movie, which I will probably play at the end of this episode because it is chaos. It's I I thought it was fun. It it literally it sounds so '90s New York rap, and it did it just pause on us again. It did it just pause on us again. But it sounded just very new '90s New York rap. And if this part doesn't record, then we could just kind of we could just skip it because it's not that important for me to say that it sounds like Jay-Z or Nas or something. Are you talking this much on purpose? I don't know anything about 90s New York rap um, and I don't know anything about male rappers so sorry I cannot confirm or deny your claims. That's okay. Um, I find the digi rap to be kind of annoying and I think it takes away from the I I'm a big lifelong Digimon stan. I think that I what I like about Digimon is it's like ability to tell a serious yet not so serious story. I think that I don't really like the direction that Digimon is heading in now with this more horror aspect with Digimon Survive and Ghost Game. I don't like this stuff. Like, for example, this episode I thought was the right amount of horror aspect. But then it, it totally ruins it with all these silly jokes. And I normally love the silly jokes. <laughs> so I think that they definitely needed to work on a balance. And I think they might have leaned too hard in one direction. in one direction, And now they're leaning too hard in the other way. For me. Pardon me. I, I know a lot of people love the darker tone of the series now. But it's not for me, really. Do not love this episode, so I agree with you. I thought this episode was um, but do you think, nonsensical. But do you think you would have liked this episode if it was immediately followed up with more discussion of the Dark Ocean? Potent- or- potentially. But it's hard to say. It's, it, if that plot line went somewhere interesting, sure, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't. It was, inconsequ- it was inconsequential and nonsensical. Like, there were so many times in the episode where I was like, none of this makes sense. Like, it's a different dimension, but it's not the digital world, but it is a digital world, because they talk about it as if it was a digital world the next episode. And the Scoobamon say they don't know what Digimon are, but they are Scoobamon, which obviously is a Digimon. So, like, what? Well, they're not Scoobamon at the end of the episode. They turn into something else. Oh, I figured that was them, like, Digivolving or something. No, they're not Scoobamon. Oh. So they were lying to Kari. But they oh, are then... they are Digimon. I think the Dark Ocean is categorized as a part of the digital world and like the dark area, which is like where all the evil Digimon live. Mm-hmm. So, well, this episode I want to so, I want to talk about the next episode. We'll move I, on I don't because like this, this episode. Ep- next episode was my favorite of the three. Same, I agree. It was very good. It is episode fourteen in the American dub. It's called the Samurai of Sincerity. 
and in the Japanese version, it is called Shuriman of the Wind. Mm-hmm. So, we start off... I didn't take any notes on the previously on, because I didn't really care. I didn't care either. Uh, we start off at Mimi's house party. It's Mimi, bitch. But it's also not her house party, because she does leave. <laughs> yeah. Mimi! Yeah! They're, the, the people are like, whoa! You're killing it! Yeah, Mimi is straight up at, like, a co- it looks like a college frat party, but Mimi is supposed to be, like, maybe, like... 15. 15 at the most. <laughs> She's popular. Um, but she she recognized a bad situation because she called her dad to get her out of there. Oh, my God. And then, and then we also get a little bit of Izzy screen time. We do. We see that Izzy is on the case of what happened last episode. So they still seem like they are, at this point, they're trying to, re- to connect what happened last episode to the main plot by at least referencing what happened. So they don't... That, but that's really all they do. Yeah, they refer... Yeah. So then we see that... We learn that the, the G2 team is... Looking for a digi egg in the digital world. And they're so hungry that Armadillomon wants to eat the egg? No, that doesn't happen yet. We see that, we also see that Izzy gets a notification that a digiport opens in America. And that's where Mimi lives. So he should tell her that it's open. What if it was, uh, Mimi lives in New York City. Mm-hmm. What if the digiport opened in, like, Kansas? They got planes. But Mimi can't, like, utilize that Digiport, like, effectively if she's in... If, if, like, it was just funny to me that they weren't like, oh, Digiport is open in New York. That's where Mimi lives. I should tell her right away. You know, they could... Like, because it's, it's just a silly line change that they could have made. Yeah. Maybe America fit better with the lip movements rather than New York. But... So then we see that they are in the digital world, the G2 team, and they are looking for this digi-egg, but it is nowhere to be found, and they're hungry, and they want to go home, and then they spot a restaurant. My favorite motif, as we all know. This one- Oh, a restaurant in the middle of the digital world where no one eats human food except for us. Uh, No, the other Digimon eat human food. But, okay, but- it's always a big... It's always, like, every time they give the di- their Digimon partners human what? food, they're like, oh my god, this food is crazy. What is this? And it's, like, bread. Okay, but that's because their Digimon are idiots. Like, we see that this is also not a trap. It is a legitimate business. Yeah, that's true. It is a, legit- it is a legitimate business. And it's business. run by our old... Um, of- our old rival, Digitamamon. One of my favorite villains... In the show, but uh, great voice. First of all, he talks like a his. I I can't place it, but he sounds just like a cartoon, like another cartoon character from my childhood. Digi Digi talks like this with his nightmare syndrome. Yeah, it almost sounds like Invader Zim without like the annoying parts. Yeah, sorry, sorry to all the Invader Zim fans. I think that I he stand um, up there, but like I think he does that just kind of yell. Actor a returns a lot in Digimon to play like villains and, like, henchmen and stuff. Yeah. But we see that it is the same Digitamamon from Adventure 1 that kidnapped, or, like, uh, was forced, worked for Myotismon and forced Matt and Joe to work in his kitchen to pay off their debt from eating his food. (laughs) So, but he's turned over a new leaf. 
he's 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 turned over a new shell. Um, Digitamamon, if you haven't caught on, is uh, just a digi. He's a he's a Digimon inside of an egg. He's an eggshell with legs. Yeah, his Digitama is what they call the digi eggs in the Japanese version. I am obsessed with him. So, uh, they're trying to pay for their food, and Yoli gets into an argument with Digitamamon over how they're gonna pay. And Yoli is being kind of a, she's being kind of a Karen in this episode. <laughs> she's oh, she's being awful. Yeah, she's she very... gets mad that he wants them to pay her. He wants them to pay well, for their food. She gets initially frustrated because Digitamamon only accepts Digi dollars. Yeah, and they're not, in the digital world and not the Earth. Their human money, and so I think Yoli gets offended by that. Okay, and but it, like if... it sounds like almost maybe in like the original version. That maybe he only takes American dollars and not, like, yen. Yeah, because, like, imagine... Which would make more sense. That's what they should have just done. Yeah, because picture this. You run a restaurant in Boston, Massachusetts. I almost said Boston, New York. Boston, Massachusetts. You run a seafood restaurant. It's great. The bill's 100 bucks. Someone comes in and tries to give you 100 yen. You're like, A, what do I do with this? B, the conversion rate's not the same. And and, uh, Karen... Yo, Lee is like... How could you not accept my completely different type of currency? Okay, but first of all, this is in a fictional universe, a world. Like, it's in a non-human world to begin with. So, and also, like... So there isn't even an it, existing conversion. It was clearly, it was clear to me that they also ate, like, Japanese-style food based upon what their dishes were. So I think in the sub, it must be that they, he doesn't take their, um, yen. And, you know, Lee, I think, probably feels discriminated against. Yes. Um... And so she's all mad in the dub that we watched. It, it does feel very silly, but... Wait, before, before. She also, in yelling at him, and, like, explaining the situation to the others, she misses out. She stumbles over such an easy insult. She calls him a loghead. When he is literally an egghead. She could have called him an egghead, and she's like, this loghead over here, and I'm like, girl. She calls him a lughead waiter, which... A lug- lughead. Lughead is, like, she call- she's calling him an idiot. Yeah, but Where egghead versus- also means that... No, egghead means really smart. It does? Yeah. When you call someone an egghead, it usually is referring to them being very intelligent. I did not know that. No. Which is weird, because then, like, controversial, like, contradictory uh, bird brain is someone who's not smart. But, so, everything's okay because somebody else volunteers to pay for their money, their meal. Oh, I have, I have, sorry, I have a piece of trivia that I've been trying to find and I just found it. So the voice of Digi Tamamon mm-hmm. is also the voice of Ken and Vimon. It's the same voice actor, it's Derek Stephen Prince. Oh, that makes sense. So he's v- doing a lot of- v- He's also Vimon? Yeah, it says so, Ken Ichijuji, uh, Ichijoji. And Vimon in Digimon 02. What? He was also Demi Devimon and Piedmon. I didn't know that he was also Vimon. Yeah, and he's Vexen in Kingdom Hearts, and he's Kokichioma in Danganronpa. And Fuhiko, which we knew that. What else is he in? Y'all like, cannot see, because this is, this is a, a audio medium, but I am shocked. Yeah, you thought you knew everything there was to know. I taught you something with Digimon. Look at that. Ah! Yeah. The, 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 the flip. Yup. Nailed it. Nailed it. I'm doing great today. I'm I'm being a great podcast partner today. So we see someone else offers to pay for their meal, 
and we meet. Oh, we got Mimi is back. Yes, we, queen. Yes, queen. Slay. Slay. Material Slay. girl. And she brought her gay bestie. She got. She brought her gay best friend Michael. Yeah, who Yoli's immediately in love with. Yeah, and I was like, I don't think. Michael, we'll get to Michael in a minute. This can be confusing because I'm also Michael. Yeah. So Michael is a digi-dash in the form. Immediately they're ignoring Jitamamon because they're all excited to see Mimi because she is that girl. She walks into a room first. First. She walks into a room, pink hair first. So we also see Palmon is there, another queen. And her gay bestie. And her gay bestie, Betamon. As opposed to Alphamon. So... Um, he digivolves into Cuckmon. No, shut up. Um, don't be nice to my other son, I know, he's very, he's very cute. I like him um, a lot. So what are your thoughts on Michael, who is a Digi Justin from America, we discover? He's coming from my gig, first he, of all. You are also blonde and from New York and... Named Michael named and Michael. I'm, I'm a Digi Justin. So. Yeah. yeah, he's um, really coming for you. He's cool. He has that fun Jersey accent. He seems really nice. He offers to pay for all their food. He doesn't have a Jersey accent. He has a New York accent. It's the same accent. No, it's not. Okay, he, he has that New he, York accent. He has like an upper crust New York accent. Michael and Mimi are clearly like gossip girl material. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on Betamon, Michael Tsujimon? I think he's really cute. He's he doesn't a, say much, but he's cute. He's a little frog guy. Yeah. He's cute. I'm sad that they didn't let him sit on the bench with the rest of them. He's sitting on the floor. Maybe he can't get up there because of his little wig. Yes, I love him. I am annoyed by Yoli immediately being in love with him again. Yoli's not doing it for me lately. Yeah, I think she's still my, she is my favorite of the three new DigiDustin. I think she's the most dynamic in her personality. She is the most dynamic, but that's because sometimes she sucks. Um, I don't think she sucks as hard as Davis does. Oh no, that's the thing. Davis always sucks and Cody is always good. And then mm. Yoli sometimes does a little bit of each. Yeah. Um, so Michael is a DigiDustin from America. And then we learn that he became a DigiDustin in New York City when he saw Gorilla Mon climbing the Empire State Building. Which he thought was just another King Kong happening. <laughs> which is just a casual thing, apparently. And that happened during the Myotis Mon arc of the first season. And we also learned that Davis, Yoli, and Cody share experiences with Digimon. We learned that Cody was in the airplane that Bergermon had to save from falling during the Myotis Mon arc. Davis was one of the kids captured by the Bakemon and was held in the convention center. Mm-hmm. And Yoli does not have an experience with in, during the Myotismon arc. Yeah. But we do see that she was one of the many kids who sent emails to help Omnimon or Omegamon fight Diaboramon on the internet during the Our War Game movie. Okay, yeah, that's what I was confused by. I was like, her seems random and not important. She was sending lots of emails, but now, but now that you, I know that that's the context that you explained to me earlier. Yeah, and initially we have again we haven't watched them. Well, I've seen the original movie and the um, I've actually seen the sub versions of the movies. Mm-hmm. So um, because they are very, very, very different. Yeah. So that's kind of that is kind of cool. I think how they are established that these three will be up and like up and coming Digi Destins along with Michael, along with Michael. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, Myotismon, once again... Um, oops, I'm gonna have to edit that noise out. Myotismon set up his own defeat by ensuring there will be more Digidestined in the future. And then Digitamon changed his tune. I'm a whole new one! 
That's not it. I can't do his voice. No, not yet. So oh. TK finally remembers who Digitamamon is. The Digitamamon held his brother captive. And Joe. And Joe. But Mimi and Kari are very proud of Digitamamon for turning over a new leaf and uh, being an honest Digimon. Yeah, an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur. Entrepreneurimon. Yoli is not buying it. No. No, she's still in her Karen mode. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, Michael is gay, right? Like, right? Probably. Like, he's, he seems definitely like he's Mimi's gay friend. I always interpreted him as being a little bit queer. I did the, the, I did the wrist flick so you know it's real. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't want to project on anybody. <laughs> but I do feel like if there is a gay digi-destined in this season, it probably is Michael. Um, I, I have some, I also have some opinions on other ones, but we'll get there. Okay. Um, Gorillamon attacks, and he's being controlled by the Dark Spiral. Wait, 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 wait. Before, Digitamamon makes a bunch of great puns. He says, my brain was scrambled. I gotta look on the sunny side. You're making all these egg puns. Yeah. And my then brain Yoli, was scrambled. And then, and then Yoli, I have to look on the sunny side. And then Yoli has, like, an... Mimi is telling them to, like, give him the benefit of the doubt, and Yoli has this internal, like, we hear, like, the echoey thought voice, and it's like, it's like, he didn't seem so nice when he was yelling at me for trying to eat and run. And I'm like, yes, when you were trying she to eat and run. She did not. She was trying. She was going to pay for the food. She just didn't have the right money. Yeah. And then she was just going to leave without. She was going to commit a crime. No, she was not. She was trying to pay for the food, but didn't have the correct t- currency. And honestly, we've never heard of Digi Dollars before. And we're, guess what? Just at the Dark Ocean, we're never going to hear about them again. This is like another instance where they probably changed something from the job, from the sub to the dub to make it like a funny haha, like oh, Digi Dollars is so funny and quirky, when it makes more sense if Digi Tamamon only takes American dollars and Yoli only has yen. Yeah. Like, also, because they they don't shy away from their they're still in Japan, so it's weird. So Gorillamon, he attacks, and he's got a great pun too. He says, I'll drive you bananas. Yeah. Which is, aren't bananas a, more of a monkey thing than a gorilla thing? Yeah, gorillas usually just eat, like, plants. And, like, bugs, don't they? No. No? Okay. Gorillas, most of a gorilla's diet is plant-based. Okay. What are your thoughts on Gorillamon? Um, he's kind of goofy looking, I, honestly. He's like a big white gorilla with a giant cannon on he, his arm. He kind of looks like the big snowman guy from regular show. <laughs> but with a cannon. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't really know regular show that well, the, so. The, there's, like, one guy, he's like a yeti. Um, but Grillamon attacks, and guess who springs into action? Digitamamon. Digitamamon. He saves them all. He saves them all. He goes into his shell. He jumps in front of the laser beam, and then he gets fucking yeet. He gets blasted. He flies I... away, hits the roof of the restaurant, and then goes flying off into the distance. I thought it was really sad. Oh, it was really sad. I thought it was very sweet. It was really sad, followed up by like the somewhat comical like distance which he flew because of the laser like they kind of made it look yeah. silly i um but i i was like oh what a good guy yeah what a good what he a, did, he's proving himself a giga chad so then we get beta mon no we're not just moving past that giga chad yeah giga chad complimentary you're lucky i love you <laughs> you need to talk more into the microphone you're lucky i love you <laughs> so we uh, no, that was funny. We get Betamon Digivolve to 
Cedramon. Cedramon. Okay, I was like, wait, did I forget? <laughs> um, so. Why is his voice so sexy? But Mimi makes a comment about, oh, she's like, oh, Michael, Cedramon's your Digimon. I'll never forget his scary, cold, icy breath. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so Cedramon was a, a, a antagonist Digimon that they encountered in the first season. Mm-hmm. That was not controlled by the Black Gears. No. So, but we did see Mega Cedramon being one of Myotismon's henchmen. And then we also saw that Met- Metal Cedramon was one of the Dark Masters. Yeah, he was like a recurring dude. So, we never see Michael's Betamon become his ultimate or Mega stage. Do you think that they would have had it be Metal Cedramon? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what other options there are. I don't. I don't. I don't but really do feel like I can th- answer that. Do you think that they would have ha- gone from having Metal Cedramon be one of the like final villains, like very antagonist, killed like their allies, like Metal Cedramon killed Waymon? I would say probably not. Yeah, I think they would have it be another like semi-common option for Cedramon is yeah. Plesiomon as the Mega. So. I think they would have it be one that could be more amphibious so that they wouldn't always have to rely on, like, water being around. Yeah. I kind of wish that we did get like, to cause see... Like, because Ikakumon, like, can kind of do stuff out of water sometimes. Yeah, I do wish we got to see the, um, him to evolve further. I guess also the implication is that, like, there has to be, like, a crest to get farther in the Digivolution and we Michael, like, doesn't have a crest, so... Ugh, rude. Homophobic. Homophobic, actually. Yeah. Uh, so... And then there's a, someone makes a comment about how Mimi brings the best out of everyone in relation to Digitamon and also just in general. Yeah. I have that in my notes before Cedramon showing true. up. So, I don't remember who says it, but... Uh, probably Yoli, because she has a crush on Mimi. Yeah. So then Cedramon goes to battle with Gorillamon. And it's going but, pretty well. It's going okay. Then, well, because then he brings... Cedramon Cedr- uh, brings him into the water where he has the advantage, but then... Gorillamon gets out of the water, like, gets away from Cedramon, and then it's a tough man. And then he gets back on land. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Palmon becomes Togemon to help. Yeah. And... Wish I missed her. Ugh, a queen. We get to see Togemon's second attack. Yeah. Light speed jabbing. Yeah, and beats the hell out of Gorillamon. Yeah, and then frees him from the dark spiral. Yeah, and you're like... Ooh. And then and- Mimi is like... Oh, well, don't... You stay away from that nasty Digimon Emperor. Yeah. And then... Uh, she's so good. Yeah. Mimi says, I don't think anyone is... They, they say... Okay, so I have a whole thing about this. They... Someone says, Oh, see, I guess Grillmon wasn't that bad after all. And Mimi says, um, I don't think any Digimon are, are are bad to start with. I think only when someone corrupts them or something. And I'm like, the Jean-Jacques Rousseau of it all. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Jean-Jacques Rousseau is an old French philosopher um, who contested that people are born good and only corrupted by uh, uh, villainous acts and desires around them. So, like, so he's kind of on one so side of, like... Jean-Jacques Cousteau? Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Rousseau. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Cousteau is uh, the Pink Panther detective. No, I don't think so. Detective Cousteau? Isn't he Detective Cousteau in the Pink Panther? No, I think he's... I think Clouseau? Yeah. Um, um, but so, yeah, he's like an important, he's like on like one of the three so sides of human morality. I think a lot of this episode, though, is dictated by Mimi's Japanese crest, which is different than her American dub. 
Because in the American dub, her crest is called Sincerity. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get where they're going from that. Mimi is very honest with how she feels. She's honest with her feelings and her emotions and how she feels with other people. And she, like... But Purity is her Japanese crest. And I kind of also get that vibe from her. Like, Mimi believes in the good in everybody. She wants the best for everyone. So, I think that this is kind of... This thematically is confusing. So, uh, Yoli is so thirsty for Michael. Like, calm down, girl. Mm-hmm. It's just not... It's not a great... It's not a cute look. It's it's giving me desperate. Yeah. It's giving desperate love. Then we see rolling out of the wood... Oh, TK and Kari left to go find Digitamamon. Yeah. And then Digitamamon, like, not even two seconds later, rolls out of the woods. Yeah. But he's... Dun-dun-dun! Pissed! Evil! But Mimi doesn't believe that. Mimi believes that there's good in every mon. Yeah, and she's telling everyone to mm-hmm. to give him the benefit of the doubt. And then he pushes her down. Me, yeah, Digitamon uh, tackles Mimi to the ground. Yeah, and then he's like, I'm not like, good, I'm evil. That's it, we're done, and they're gonna digivolve and kick his ass. The one you saw inside the restaurant was a fake. I'm the real angry Digitamon. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, Yoli, then, so then Mimi says, Yoli, tell... I need you to just talk to him and, 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 you know, get this figured out. And then Yoli uses her Karening for good, I wrote. Yeah, Yoli has a whole speech about how she, she shouldn't, she should be more honest with her feelings, like, when she sees a cute boy. She shouldn't do it by first impressions, also. She shouldn't go, like, judge by first impressions, like, when she sees a cute boy. Uh, I think that this is still residual from her being, having such a crush on Ken, and then him turning out to be the Digimon Emperor. Yes. So, but because if she has a like, but then she says <laughs> that when she she gets all goo goo eyed when she meets a cute boy, and they could be an awesome guy like TK, or they could be a total jerk like Davis. And Davis is like, hey, but I was I was like, why don't you just say they could be an awesome guy like TK or Michael, and then they or they could be a total jerk like the Digimon Emperor, because we all know that she still maybe wants a little piece of that secretly. Well, we'll get there. We'll talk about it. Um, so, because she has this kind of revelation, the Digi-Egg of Sincerity appears for Yoli. So now she has two Digi-Eggs as well. Halsamon says, well, let's use it. <laughs> and then, uh, Hawkmon armor Digivolve too. Shorimon, the Samurai of Sincerity. He's so cool. He's my favorite. Did you know yeah, he's your favorite one? Season so far, yeah. He's very cool. He's like a he's like a ninja star with arms that are extendable ninja stars. So they're fighting. So you you really like Shurimon. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. cool, calm, collected, and he's actually good in battle. And yeah, I like him a lot. He's got a really cool design. Yeah. So they're battling Digitamamon. It's not working. Digmon has a great line about how. Um, there's Digmon he uses his attack and he's like rock cracking and then he like tries to dig into Digitamamon's shell and then he goes looks like I need an egg cracking attack <laughs> it was funny so then Shurimon spots that the dark spiral is hidden inside Digitamamon so he uses his attack which is double star which another example of 
the Digi Emperor getting better as tactics as the spiral was hidden. Yeah, even though uh, Digitamamon's eyes are normally yellow, and his eyes were like bright red. So, Shurimon destroys the dark spiral inside of him. Well, first he pierces through his like inner shell, and he's like, ah, ah, you could have poked my eye out with this thing. Um, and then he sends his nightmare syndrome attack. I like Digitamamon's voice; it's really fun. Um, and they stop it from hitting Yoli. And then Shuriman sends his other double star inside of Digitamamon. And what did you think about the inside of Digitamamon? Wait, what do you mean? We didn't see it. Yes, we did. It was straight up space was inside Digitamamon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like stars and planets and then just a dark spiral in the middle. like. Yeah, it was spooky. Like, kind of cool. It was weird, yeah. So... He frees Digitamamon, and Digitamamon is back to being their friend, and he's a little, he's sorry for, uh, attacking them. Yeah. And then Yoli learns to not be so judgmental, and Mimi... Mimi decides that n- all Digimon are inherently good except Sukumon and Chumon, because she punches well, them. Well, no, she decides that she doesn't care about appearances, um, but Sukumon and Chumon are still trying to hit on her, and... She doesn't suffer no fools. She punches them and they fly away. Yeah, good for her. What a queen. What what a, what a queen. Don't mess with her. Yeah. So, then the episode is ending and Michael asks Yo Lee out on a date. Weird. Did not like that. Mm. It just felt weird and it felt like maybe that's not what he asked her in the in the sub. But maybe he told her something else like maybe like I'm I don't... gay. Hey, so I, don't get your hopes up. I don't know if, like, Yoli is as boy crazy in the sub. I feel like she has to be. She gets hearts in her eyes. They can't animate that and explain yeah. it in a way as anything else. I think she's she is just boy crazy. Yeah. So, do you think that we'll see more international Digidestined? Yes. We will. So, our final episode today is episode 15, Big Trouble in Little Edo. Or mm-hmm. Shurimon's martial arts. More Shurimon action, which I like. Yeah, big big Shurimon fans here. Mm-hmm. So I felt like from the beginning, this was a weirdly placed episode. Yes. This is the one where I definitely was like, Michael, uh, you know, Michael of Two Gays Pod, not Michael of New York City Digidestined. Um, I was like, Michael is going to feel like this is a weirdly placed episode and honestly I kind of have to agree yeah so here, here's my thing now we had this whole big like like pivot point uh, this this big huge moment where Ken leaves the, the real world and moves to the digital world permanently to start taking stuff over more like more quickly and then immediately after that we have like I remember exactly which episode that was we have like five or six episodes that really have nothing to do with that at all. Well, we, it's like it's, it's. We are seeing that can we because we did see in the Dark Ocean episode that can like there's dark spot. We saw on the computer screen that there's still dark spires like all over the place. Yeah, but we're not seeing Ken himself. Well, we did see him um, kidnap Agumon and and force Agumon into his servitude. 
Yeah. And we haven't really seen him since then. So Yeah, it's but just we do weird. keep it's getting weird. hints it's, it's, about a master plan. It feels like they had all this like momentum mm-hmm. built up. And then they're like, okay, now we gotta stall for like eight episodes with other stuff before we can resume that momentum. And it's so strange when these episodes could have been episodes seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven or whatever, and then Ken could have decided that he had enough and was leaving the regular world. Because I kind of felt like that conclusion felt came too I fast. Think, I think that they needed more episodes to uh, give us new digivolutions. Yeah. So I like that. I like that the new digivolution episodes are placed here. I do think that we could have gotten like I think I said last uh, in our last episode that I kind of feel like maybe that Yoli could have started out with Shuriman. Mm-hmm. And then we could have gotten um, Halsemon in that episode in the Maybe. OK Corral. But I did really like that episode with Digitamamon, so I'm yeah, not I liked, mad at it. I liked that episode. This episode is kind of just a villain of the week episode. So let's let's get it started a bit hot. Yeah, it um, gets started with Davis talking about all my girlfriends. Well, no, Davis and Demi Vimon are taking a bath together, which I think in an American context is weird, but baths have a lot more of a familial value in Japanese culture. Yeah, I didn't I didn't no. see it as that weird. I remember, I just wanted to let our listeners know that. I don't know if anyone else knew that. I, I mean, I took only two semesters of Japanese, but that is the thing I learned about it. So, um, yeah, Davis does make a thing where Demi Vimon stinks, and he's worried, he's like, ah, if you if you stink, that this, all my girlfriends are going to think that smell's coming from me. And I'm, we were like, what girlfriends? You nerd. Uh, and then we see outside in the Motomiya home, that's Davis's last name, that Davis's parents are kind of like just laughing at a TV show. And then June. Bitch, that's June. Here is like Davis talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. And June is like, I, I think my family has gone nuts. So, and then we, then we go cut to Yoli's family's house. And on the news that Yoli is watching, or she's watching TV, but then the news cuts in. And says that Ken Ichijoji, boy genius, has been missing for two months. So we know that two months has passed since he was last in the human world. Which is a long-ass time. Yeah. So I feel like this this adventure is so much more grand than the first season. Because the first season's adventure, like, technically, according to our world's time, only took place over, like, a Right, week. yeah. Which is wild. Like... This definitely feels more grand because it is, like, taking place kind of over their school year. So, then we see that Yoli's dad changes the channel. And she's grumpy again. And she's mad. But she's a teenage girl. She's obviously yeah. going to be grumpy about it. I think that I think that Yoli is a very realistic ex- uh, depiction and not an offensive depiction of a teenage girl. That's fair. I think that... She, I think they, I think they had to do a bit with Yoli where they had to make her different enough from Mimi... But similar enough to Sora. Yeah. Because they're like... And I and I think... Honestly, they kind of they were like, well, we have to think of a third personality for a girl. We got boring, in distress, and sassy already. <laughs> what else could we have? So now we have sassy nerd. Who's boy crazy. So... Then we also see Yoli's brother... He steps on Poramon. Yeah, and she gets mad at him. Well, yeah, because that's her older brother. Yeah, and he and he's annoying her like older brothers do. Mm-hmm. I will not take this Yoli slander. Okay. 
You can edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, then we cut to the digital world and we see Gekkoman. We see Gekkoman and we see Shogun Gekkoman. I love Gekkoman. I yeah, think they're, they're very, so cute. I kind of like how they're always panicked. Yeah. It's like relatable. They sound like the one fish from Finding Nemo that's like, oh my gosh, Nemo's swimming out to sea! Yeah. <laughs> and then we, they're, uh, they are running to get Shogun Gekkoman, who I think is now called in the English and Japanese Tonosoma Gekkoman. Oh. Because I think that Shogun might be actually kind of an offensive term. I'm not sure. Oh. But I think it might be just like an ignorant term. Okay. But I, I he's called Shogun Gekkoman in the in this dub, and I'm not really uh, sure about that. Shogun was a, was a title of military dictators of Japan during most of the period spanning from 1185 to 1868. They were appointed by the emperor, and they were de facto rulers of the country. So it's kind of like prime minister, but like with a military oh, element. So maybe they just, they wanted to convey a different message with it, instead of it being like a dictator kind of yeah. thing. So it's not really that offensive. It's just maybe not the correct term. Yeah. But we'll, we'll keep going with Shogun, because that's what they're calling him. Yeah, and we get a great line from him, because he rises up and sees the problem and goes... Gadzooks! Uh, well, the problem is is that the Digimon Emperor has erected a control spire in their territory. Yeah, and it's a whole, like, nice little town with, like, houses and buildings. It is and... very much like, um, you know, traditional, like, Edo period Japan. Yeah. And there's plenty of Florimon and ma- Mushamon? Mushroomon. Mushroomon. What are your thoughts on Florimon and Mushroomon? Florimon's voice is insane, first of all. Florimon! Florimon talks like this! It's wild! I'm sorry. Yeah, Florimon's voice. I thought that Florimon was maybe being played by a man. Oh, def- oh, definitely. I think it might be a woman. Florimon sounds like Toad. Yeah. And <laughs> mush- like M- Mario Toad. Mushroomon are cute. Which is ironic because Mushroomon's right there and it should sound like yeah. Toad if they want to really do that. So, but I'm not sure if Toad had been ever voice acted before this the time this show came yeah. out. So Where- they... Um, so they, um, the Gekkoman can't really get Shogun Gekkoman to do anything about the situation. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a incompetent figurehead leader, basically. Yeah, he's just... He always wants to sleep. He's kind of lazy, which honestly, big move. I always want to sleep, too. I really like, you know who else is really cute? Otamamon. <laughs> Otamamon are so cute, the little tadpole guys. Oh, yeah, they're very them. good. So, then we cut back to... Oh, uh, Yo, they made a plan uh, the fall, the previous night after Yoldi's brother annoyed her to go to the digital world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they wind up in this... Oh, but before they go into the digital world... Yoldi's got a cool hat. We see they're all in their outfits from the movie. Oh! That's so, that everyone was. has a different outfit, including TK and Kari. Kari has a cool, like, little uh, like neck handkerchief. So, then they go into the digital world, and everyone gets out of their cool, like, weekend clothes into their stupid, um, Digi World outfits. Including TK and Kari. TK and Kari are in their normal outfits now. Huh. Yeah, so. I do still like your theory of, like, they're wearing these dorky outfits, because, like, it's their armor. And the armor Digivolution. You came up with that theory. I did? Yeah, and I, I... I'm a genius. I don't I, remember that at all. I told, I told you I had no idea why they, like, transitioned from being, um... 
<laughs> I don't remember that in, at in all. In their, like, day clothes. Yeah, and then Yelly turns to look like Amer- Amelia Ar- Earhart when she's in the yeah. digital world. So. Well, look at me. Look at me go. Maybe it's because she's uh, got the flying Digimon. Maybe it's Maybelline. So then. um, <laughs> No, okay. Then they're surrounded in this town by Florimon and Mushroomon, and they're all going to attack them. Mm-hmm. And we'll we, have they now all have black spires. Dark on them. rings, yeah. Dark, yeah. Uh, so then, uh, we get to see the base form Digimon fight instead of them all armored Digivolving right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get to see Gatomon has a secondary attack because uh, Florimon's like, "You're no match for me, Gatomon." Mm-hmm. And then Gatomon's like eyes grow big, and she's like, "Cat's eye hypnotism." Oh right, and uh. Florimon's like, oh, I'm too tired. I don't feel like fighting anymore. Yeah, it was funny. And then we get to see, um, like, Armadillamon fights, and he, like, rolls people down with his shell, and Hawkmon uses his feather like a, like a shuriken, like a throwing knife. Mm-hmm. So, Hawkmon... Uh, gets goes toe to toe with Ninjamon. Yeah, who is not being controlled by a black. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he is. Oh, okay. Oops. Ninjamon's voice is just Agumon's voice pitched up a little bit. Wait, like uh, literally? Yeah. Oh, I'm, that's funny. I'm not sure. I know it's the same voice actor. I'm not sure if they're actually like if they have that kind of. I know that a lot of the dubbing in this time period was kind of slapdash a little bit, so I'm... I, yeah, because I noted that his that his voice does not fit his, like, vibe at all. Yeah. His vibe is very, like, ninja, you know, like, secretive, like, like so, cool under pressure. And his voice is kind of like this. It's kind of just like a weird, like, anime voice. Well, his voice is like this. It's very... Well, obviously, Agumon, it's pitched up very high. Yeah, it's weird. It doesn't fit. It doesn't seem... It, it definitely fits with the, like, let's make everything, ha, 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 more goofy... Yes. Vibe, but yes. not like, oh, this is a, a threatening character. And no. Ninjamon proves to be quite threatening. So he goes toe to toe with Sherimon in this kind of um, badass sequence. Yeah, well, Yoli's like, you'll have to settle for being the second best ninja around here. Yeah. And the first is Sherimon. Um, so then there's a big fight, and uh, it's. The, everyone else, everyone's being overwhelmed by how many Florimon and Mushroomon they are. Mm-hmm. There are. So, uh, but Gekomon and Otamamon tell them to come with them and hide in the sewers. Mm-hmm. Which, Digimon survive. If you know, you know. I don't. Uh, I should really, I, I gotta get back to playing it. I started playing it again after having to restart chapter nine. <laughs> so... Uh, so we see that Gekkoman and Otamamon are hiding in the sewer with Shogun Gekkoman, and they don't want to be slaves to the Emperor anymore. No. After they already were in Mimi's first episode. And then uh, they asked Shogun Gekkoman if he has any ideas. His big idea is just take a nap. Which, honestly, big mood. I also always want to take a nap. Yeah, it was a bad idea, though, because it, they immediately get punished for it. Well, um, Ninjamon sneaks in... As ninjas tend to do. ...into the their, like, underground base, and he slaps a dark spiral on Shogun Gekkoman. Who is huge. He is huge, yeah. And, and then rampages. Powerful. Um, so then uh, Gekkoman 
and Otamamon are like trying to run away and then they beg the kids for help. Um, Vimon saves a little Otamamon from getting crushed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, Jekomon the... says, he, he's really, he's being obnoxious, but we like him. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's, I wrote that, I wrote that as well. It's very good. Um, and then we get a, like, two and a half, three minute sequence of everybody armor digivolving. Yeah. With the, 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 the really <laughs> high pitched, yeah. The, that way don't need, yeah. And I'm like, the only one that we need to hear is sure. Armadillomon, Armadigivolve 2, because it's fun. Yeah. But we also see, before Hawkmon Armadigivolves, a um, shuriken is thrown, and there's a note on it from Shurimon, or from, from, um, Ninjamon. from Ninjamon, challenging Shurimon to a duel. Yeah, to determine the ultimate ninja. Yeah. So, then we get a fight between them. Um, so it's a struggle for everybody to like take on all the Florimon and Mushroomon. That's mainly what Ragemon and Digmon are doing. Mm-hmm. And then we see Pegasusmon and Neferdimon are trying to take on Shogun Geckomon, but he's really strong. And I'm at this point like, why are you not attacking wasting your time fighting him when you could be attacking the Spire? <laughs> and then they decide that they're gonna have. Shogun Geckomon attack the spider, which or the spire, which I was like, fair enough. Um. So then, all the oh well, they just they he destroys the spire, and then all of the Floramon and Mushroommon are freed. But then his dark spiral is not destroyed. Yeah, this episode again. It's confusing. Um, so, Shurimon versus Ninjamon Part 2, the remix. It's a cool battle. Yeah. Good battle. Very Shurimon ninja wins, stuff happening. Obviously. Yeah. Um, And he he, destro- he wins because Ninjamon's dark ring is destroyed. And then he has like a brief moment. And then Ninjamon still wants to fight him. Yeah, so, like, is Ninjamon just a bad guy? No, I think it's a, it's a battle of honor. Oh, okay. So, Yoli, after Shurimon wins, thinks that, Yoli, that Shurimon is the, is the coolest. And uh, Shurimon's like, oh, Yoli. Yeah, he blushes. It's very cute. Yeah, it's very he cute. He blushes, like, on his, like... Little, like, little mask. Yeah, his little mask. Yeah. And then, at this point in my notes, I wrote... Huh, we haven't seen Ken in a while, and then immediately it cut to Ken. <laughs> yeah, there's like, uh, Wormon is like, oh, those did just beat you again, master. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Wormon's like, sounds like you got, you got, me- sounds like you failed again, you dick. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. let me rub your face in it a little bit, master. So then, um, uh, Ken, uh, says like, oh, the, well, we, they free, uh, Shurimon frees Shogun Gekkomon from the Dark Spiral. And then, um, the, all the Gekkomon and Otamamon and Shogun Gekkomon and everybody are saying goodbye. And thank you. And thank you to, the, to Dustin. Thank you. Davis sucks up to Shogun Gekkomon about his hair. I'm sorry if you can hear the outside. It is really humid in our apartment, but it's also, like, finally raining outside. Yeah. So we're hoping things will cool down. Yeah. Um. So then we get this hint that Ken's master plan is almost complete. Mm-hmm. So what do you think his master plan is? 
I mean, like, is it just going to be what he's been doing? A dark squirrely. He's going to put Davis's head in the dark toilet. Honestly, I would root for him. In I the would dark root for ocean. Him. Um, I should be nice to Davis. He had some good episodes a little while ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I imagine the Max Plans probably, like, have enough black buyers to cover the whole digital world or something. Something mm-hmm. egotistical and stupid. Well, we'll have to keep watching to find out what it is. Yeah. So do you have any other thoughts on this episode? Um, I have a thought on the, these three episodes I noted. Okay. We didn't have Ty or Matt in any of them. Yeah, we didn't see Sora either. Or yeah, but, Joe. But, like, Sora and Joe have not been that present. Ty and Matt have been, especially Ty, have been, like, pretty present in these episodes. Like, in this season so far. Well, honestly, we have the only character that matters, Mimi. So... Exactly. I do have my notes... I want more Mimi, so. I really love Mimi's character and her evolution into being someone who's very caring and kind. Yeah. And even though she doesn't put up with any bullshit from any stupid men. Yeah. And her voice acting is so good. Rest in peace. Yeah. Her voice actress is the same one as Cody. Oh, right. And she passed away, like, last year, right? Yeah. So, I'm interested to see, because they are making a dub version of the reboot, which we will probably cover and watch. Oh! She's also Toph. Oh, she's Toph in Legend of Korra. Yeah. Okay, not in the... Re- okay. Yeah. Um, We will probably cover the reboot at some point. We do want to move on. Yeah. I, I want to move on to, like, Tamers and Frontier and Data Squad and... Yeah. All that stuff. Um, and then I've never seen, like, Atmon, so... But, uh... Yeah, uh, we'll have to see. We still have to finish Adventure Zero Two. Yeah, we got a long ways to go. So, um, I think that uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll go watch the next three episodes. So, okay. Well, I've been. Uh, this has been Two Gays and Digimon podcast. Follow us on our Twitter. If you want to contribute to our uh, our Twitter is at Two Gays Pod. If you want to contribute to our conversation, you can email us at Two Gays at Gmail um, and I will eventually get this uh, on Instagram. <laughs> I can think of the word yeah. set up for um, us. If you can think of any fun things for me to post on there, otherwise I will just post my Digimon fan art, and it'll be like awful, like phone pictures because I don't have a scanner or anything. It, they'll look great. Thank you. Uh, or if you can think of what I could post on TikTok. I don't know what anyone else does for like a Digimon TikTok, but um, anyway, uh, stand me me. Stand me me. Bye. Bye. Alright. Ready to go? I'm ready. Ready? Let's go. The Dushi Volution is up and running. Did you see? Did you hear? Did you know it was coming? A Digi Destiny starts today. Let me hear you say.